Two weeks today is Christmas Eve. Didn't it come? Didn't it come around so quickly? And uh, so sort of Christmas, Christmas is a, is a time a time of sweets, isn't it? Do you think sweets everywhere? Who's looking forward to different sweets at Christmas? Yeah, Andy always is. Yeah, yeah, Jake uh, as well. Yeah, definitely sweet time. Um, uh, my, my thoughts went to went to uh, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The, now, of course, there's been I don't know. Is there three films now? I still go back to the first one with Gene uh, Gene Wilder in it and so on. And uh, there's a very interesting bit at the beginning of of the story, the film, where Charlie has got his ticket and he's walking home and somebody approaches him and says, I want you, when you go into the factory, I want you to steal a recipe. Can, you, can anybody tell me what the recipe was that he was going to steal? Everlasting gobstopper. Everlasting gobstopper. No, no, I won't. I, 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 <laughs> There was a joke there, but I'm not allowed to make fun of my children. I've been told very specifically today, and they're all there, all in the corner, all with us today, and I'm not allowed to make fun of any of them. But Rachel, just take it to heart. Right, um, okay, so, yes, the everlasting gobstopper. Now, what's an everlasting, uh, everlasting gobstopper, and why was it so important? Can you remember? Pardon? Economic, yeah, because once you got the one, that was it. That was it. You weren't going to need any other sweets ever again because it was an everlasting gobstopper. It was going to be there forever. The flavour wasn't going to go. It wasn't going to get smaller. It was going to be the same at the beginning Right the way through to, well, forever. It wasn't going to change. The everlasting gobstopper. And of course, Charlie didn't steal the recipe. And we found out at the very end, of course, of the story. Sorry, I shouldn't tell you. If you haven't seen it, I'm not allowed to tell you the end of the story, am I? Yes, at the end of the story, of course... Charlie was praised by Willy Wonka for not stealing the recipe because actually the guy who had approached him was an employee of Willy Wonka. So we're, we're on our second, um, second adventure into our advent um, and uh, from our uh, passage in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And today we're going to think about the everlasting father, hence the word everlasting, hence the story about the everlasting gobstoppers. So, just uh, can we have the, just the words of that uh, of, uh, verse, Isaiah 9 verse 6, if we can uh, just pop those on the screen. So, just, just, we're just going to look at verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he'll be called, and you'll recognise some of these words, obviously, from what we've been singing this morning, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What a wonderful thing. This present that we've got this this Christmas, the present of the Lord Jesus Christ, wonderful counsellor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So what I want to do, I want to talk a little bit about this, this, this everlasting Father. Now I'm a father, as you might, some of you might know. The evidence is sitting all over there. I have three wonderful children. Their comments about me might be slightly different, but there you go. I think they're three wonderful children. And uh, we've got various, various other parts of the family with us as well. Um, and uh, being a father is a real privilege, you know. But I get that it can be quite difficult. I get that it can be really quite difficult. There's a lot of things in this world today, isn't there, that sort of put down on fathers. But I remember my father. My father was a, a wonderful, wonderful chap. Um, unfortunately, none of my, my family, my immediate family knew my dad. My dad died a long, long time ago. But I remember him with fondness, the things he did for me. He was a clever guy as well, So, which is, which is uh, I think, where... Andrew, Amy and Rachel get their intelligence from. I don't think they get it from me. I don't think that's, uh, that's one of those things. They could probably get it from Angie as well, actually. Um, cooking skills, they definitely come from Angie, not from me. Um, and, uh, but my father, I, re- I, re- I remember my father and the sort of things he did for me. People have different views of fathers, don't they? But you know, in the Bible, we're told at this, at this point, the Lord Jesus... As part of the Trinity, you know, the God three in one, is everlasting Father. There's a wonderful story in the Bible that Jesus told. Um, and, and we probably, most of us anyway, will probably know this story. It's the story of the prodigal son, it's called. Sometimes it's translated as the lost son. And there's this guy, um, and uh, he says to his father, look, I've had enough. I'm out. You know, I, give me what I'm owed. And uh, I, I'm away to, to spend, spend all of my inheritance um, because I can't wait for you to die. What a, it's like, I can't, I can't imagine the, <laughs> the thoughts, but hey, that's what he did. And he went off into a far country, away from everybody, and spent everything, lived it up, lost everything, <laughs> ended up feeding um, pigs and trying to eat their food, and then thought, hang on a minute. I remember somebody who loved me and gave everything for me. He gave me inheritance before I even earned it or deserved it. And so he said, I'm going to go back to my father. And he went back, and he, but he said, I'm going to go back, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go as me. I'll go and say, look, you know, I've done wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm going to come back. Um, and uh, and be uh, just just one of the lowly slaves, you know. And the father, you can see the father in the story. He's sitting on the de- you know on a chair on the veranda with his binoculars out, scanning the horizon, looking for this one person that he lost so many years ago. And he, uh, as soon as he sees him, and you can imagine, you know, the guy's a mile out, two miles out, and he sees him, and he says, right, that's, that's, I'm, I'm off. And the father runs and meets the son. And before the son can really get an, a, a, a word in edgeways, 
He says, you're my son. He said, you're my son. You're the same person, same son that I lost so long ago. You know why? Because that's the everlasting father, the one who doesn't change. The one who didn't change. And we're remembering this Christmas, the Lord Jesus, the everlasting father. And uh, I love it that he, he, he in, the, in the story of the prodigal, he, he's, he turns around and he calls him son straight away. He's, he, he, gives him, he, calls him, he gives him a name. He doesn't say, well, yeah, so what do you want then? You know, you ran off how many years ago? He said, what do you want? What are you coming back for? It's nothing like that, is it? He turns around and says to him, you are my son. You're my child. And you belong here. And that's what Jesus says to us this morning, isn't it? You're not here this morning by accident. You know that? Nobody's walked through that door by accident this morning, have they? You're here because you want to be here? Well, perhaps. (laughs) I hope you all want to be here. But you're here because Jesus wants you to know this morning that you are loved. And he wants to call you by name. He wants to call you my child this morning. And if you've never heard that before, this is a great place and time to learn it this Christmas. You are my child. You know, the Father calls us all sorts of things. You know, he calls us sons and daughters. He calls us chosen, you know? I chose you. There's a, there's a verse in Thessalonians. It says, for we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, God loves you this morning. That's why he sent his son, isn't it? Because he loves each and every one of us. And this is not a half-hearted love. The father didn't just leave the veranda and walk to the sun, you know, ambled along like, yeah, okay, fine. You're coming back. All right, I get it. You know, you want some more money. You know, no, he doesn't, does he? He runs to the son and says, you are my son. You are my child. This is the father wanting to receive his children. It's not an effort for him. It's just like, hey, this is who I am. The everlasting father who doesn't change. So I am chosen. The father chose to receive the son back, not as a servant or a slave, but as his son, as his child. I'm loved. I'm forgiven. I'm writing to you, dear children, this is in 1 John 2, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name, the name of the Lord Jesus, the name of the everlasting Father. This is who you are. This is who you are in Christ. This morning, as we sit and stand here in the presence of God, this is who 
you are. You're loved, you're chosen, you're forgiven. I hope those sort, those things you believe those things this morning. And if you've never heard them before, then now is a, t- a good t- time to start believing that this this heavenly Father, this everlasting Father, that in the person of Jesus came down to earth, at, that we celebrate at this time of the year. He loves you, and he gave himself for you. Isn't that fantastic? Fantastic thought. What do, what do we reckon? Is that a good, a good thing this Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. I like this one. He says I'm precious. <laughs> precious. This has nothing to do with uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I saw, I was, I was watching. I was, uh, you might be older children now, but I've still got my eye on you, okay? Yeah. Um, you're precious. What a word is that word, precious. Like a precious stone. So I think Angie's got a few rings on her finger that I might have given her occasionally. I think she's even still got her engagement ring on her. And these, these stones are precious stones. It's not just that the stones are valued. They're probably not, actually, because I think I bought the ring quite cheaply. Don't tell her that. But don't tell her that, okay? Don't, just don't. Uh, it's, not, it's not right. Okay, it, it, it was very expensive. Really, really was. It was good. Um, you know what's precious about those rings? It's not the rings themselves, is it? It's the love that went into the rings. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, I think so. I think it's the love in the rings that's important. But the stones sparkle, you know? <laughs> and they show the light of what we mean by precious. And you, each one of you this morning, are precious in the sight of the everlasting Father. Don't walk into that, would you? (laughs) You're precious in his eyes. So you should sparkle a bit. What do you think? Do you think we should sparkle a bit? You know. Because when you sparkle, you shine. And you reflect what's going on. And maybe this morning we should be thinking about reflecting on the preciousness that we have in Jesus. You know? I am known, the Bible says. In John's Gospel it says, I'm the good shepherd, Jesus says. And he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. You are, each one of you this morning is known. That might be quite scary for some of us. What does Jesus know about us? Well, he knows everything. And you know what? He still says, you are my child. You're my children. I know every single thing about you. And I still say I love you. You know, there have been times, maybe, with my children that I haven't shown the love that I maybe should have done because they've done something wrong. They could probably count the times and, and, and tell you stories. Ask them maybe later. <laughs> I'm not going to recount any. But you know, I know them. And I do love them. Even though maybe I've not been so good sometimes. 
because they've got me cross. <laughs> but you know what love is? One, one part of this love is, and he, he won't mind me saying this, standing in the rain yesterday morning for four hours building a shed. So thank you very much, Andrew, for doing that. <laughs> and we got quite wet. But we built the shed, so we're good, we're happy. The shed is done. You know, that's what love is, standing with each other. And Jesus stands with you this morning, and he says, I love you, and I know you. You are mine, you're my sheep, you're, you're known. And then finally, in this little list, is one I, I, I think is, we struggle with quite a bit. I'm free. We, we often say in Vineyard, freedom reigns, don't we? What does that actually mean? So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Free from what? Free from your sin is the first thing. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour this morning, then you are free from your sin. It doesn't mean to say that you won't sin, by the way. We try with the power of the Holy Spirit to stay in that. But you're free from the anxiety that sin pushes down on you. You're free from the pressures of the world to do, try and get up here, maybe. <laughs> you know? Because the Son says we're free. The everlasting Father says we're free this morning. And we've got to live in the light of that, you know? We've got to live in the light of that. It's almost like <laughs> this is your first Christmas present, isn't it? Your first Christmas present is freedom in Jesus. Freedom to live how he wants us to live. Now there's a bit of a challenge here, isn't there? I've just gone through a few things that Jesus says you are, that the Heavenly Father says you are, the Everlasting Father says you are. Do you believe it? Do you believe these? You're precious. You're loved. You're chosen. You're forgiven. You're free. You're known. Do you believe that this morning? Because if you do, then this is going to change your life. And that's what it needs to do. But we can't do it ourselves. It's the power of the Holy Spirit, the wonderful counsellor in our little passage there, the wonderful counsellor, the power of the Holy Spirit in us is the bit that helps us mature into these things. It doesn't happen overnight. So how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel this morning? Do you feel loved? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie. Do you feel precious every day? She's primed, it's okay. <laughs> you know, we need to look at these things and see what God sees in us. I was told by Angie earlier, she says, she said, don't put yourself down on the, on the platform. And I get it, I get that, I really get that. We do tend to think, think down, you know, we, we put ourselves down. But the love of God, the, the everlasting Father, he's the one who brings us up. 
not pushes us down. This morning, he's lifting us up. Can you not take the, the things off the top of the... the I'm, I'm getting the smells of Christmas dinner now. This is, this is difficult, to, difficult for me to concentrate. <laughs> um, okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna draw to a close. But if there's any of these things that have touched you this morning, just talk to us about them, you know? If some of these things are new to you, talk to us about them. We're quite approachable sort of people, you know? We don't bite. But it's quite important this morning, I think, because this changes the rest of your life. Because that's what Jesus does, is changes lives. And it's important this morning that we acknowledge Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, for what he is and what he's done for each one of us. So pick one of those, pick a couple of those maybe, and, and think about how you are precious, how you are loved. This is a challenge for this week. Let's think maybe less about the Christmas razzmatazz and more about the Christmas reason and how he is loved and he's precious. We're going to sing something, folks. It's all right. Well, I just want to... Go on, go I, for it. Yeah, Paul, go I just want to say it. thank you so much, Paul, because I just had a, a real sense that we've all been called different things. We've all picked up labels through our life, whether it's maybe from our own father, whether it's from different people growing up. We've all been labeled and named and Paul, you've just done a wonderful job this morning renaming us from a heavenly perspective. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for that because you're not only a father to your own kids, but you are a father to others as well. So I just wanted to, because I, I just think what you said there is key and I think we need to pray and then can we sing? We can pray, we can pray, absolutely. I just want to invite you to stand because I think what Paul's been talking about this morning we can't gloss over this. So we've got two hands. So I would encourage you with the first hand, bring to the Father the lies that you've heard about yourself. So Father, we lay before you the lies and the labels that people have given us. Maybe our own dad's given us. Somebody at school gave us. Somebody in authority gave us. A label we're given ourselves. And Father, I want to thank you so much for this morning, for that reminder from Paul. The first thing you see us when we're coming back out of our filth and our muck and our dirt and our mistakes, is, there's my son. There's my daughter. Not there's a mistake. There's my son. So, Father, with our other hand, we want to take on the names, your description, your affection, your love.
So Holy Spirit come. Just one quick thing. Obviously, we've drawn on the story of the prodigal son there, which is just such an amazing story. There's just one thing as well that I think God wants everyone to know about today. And when, when we're talking about that father, it's not a coincidence that he just looks out and sees his son. It's not that 30 seconds where he's just like, oh, just wandering out. And actually, oh, there he is. He's waiting. He's waiting for him to come back. And if that speaks to you today, then don't leave before speaking to someone. Just chat to someone about it because God wants to move. He honestly does. And that's such a key part of the story as well that he's waiting for the son to come home. And if you feel like any of those words have spoken to you and you need to come back and actually be reannoyed saying, yes, I am chosen. Yes, I am precious. Then speak to someone because everyone would love to pray that over you today. So let's remain standing and we're going to sing um, I'm a Child of God by uh, Hillsong. Yes, he does. 